Good morning and welcome to the MV Pro Call. Today is September 23rd, 2021. Today is my oldest daughter's 31st birthday. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make her listen to this so she can hear me say happy birthday to her. Um, but no, it's just um, so interesting when something comes along and like a birthday. And I remember when I first came into the industry, um, I believe that she was, it was just after her 15th birthday. So it's just crazy to think about the fact that I've been in the industry for 16 years. And I honestly can't imagine being in any other industry. It's just awesome. So anyways, I am going to go ahead. I um, Today, I am leading the MV Pro Call because Mr. Kelly Thompson, right at this moment, is speaking at the Eastern Water Quality Association Conference, and so he asked me to, um, to run the meeting, and hopefully I do as well as Kelly does. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start out with asking, is there anything that anybody would like to share? Any questions that anybody has or any anything that they ran into this past week that they would like to discuss? Nobody. Everybody had an awesome week. Yay! <laughs> um, I am going to add a couple of of little announcements. Um, one of the announcements is Motor Vitality has moved. I mean, it was a big move. I Basically, I, our office moved into the suite next door. <laughs> so um, just, it was, uh, it, it was just a better layout of the office and things are a little bit easier. But um, the other thing is we, for those that um, are send checks, especially if you send checks, um, <laughs> or anything like that. Um, our address has changed. We're going to be sending out an email here in the next week or so. Um, before we didn't have a mailbox, long story, I guess that's the joys of living in kind of small town Michigan. Um, but we now have a mailbox and the address has changed. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, and then um, I, I'm Lily, I'm sorry. I'm going to put you on the spot. I didn't tell you about this um, to begin with, but I think you have, this is officially one week in the industry. Is that correct? Um, I would say almost one week. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> so tell me the most interesting thing that you have learned about this industry so far. I know you've been working with Will and Kelly, who is very passionate about the industry. Um, tell me what you've learned about it so far that you you appreciate. Um, I didn't really get to spend that much time with them yet. Um, okay. Because um, Kelly's been on conferences and stuff. Um, I think I had maybe half a day with him, and Will's been a little bit busy running around. But I did go with Bob to um, two appointments, and I thought okay. that that was pretty cool and pretty interesting. I got to see, try to put the puzzles together a little bit. 
right of the industry. Right. I am coming in new. I'm, I'm not familiar with anything yet so much. Um, okay. There's a lot to learn. <laughs> There is, there is, and that is something um, that whenever I start training with a new MV uh, pro, or we call them MV pros, um, but whenever a new sales professional, whenever we start training a new sales professional, one of the things that I like to explain is that I wish I could tell you everything in the first four weeks, like every answer to every water problem, every solution, um, how to handle every situation, but 16 years in the industry and I am still learning. And, um, you know, continuing to educate yourself is, is really, really important. Um, asking for resources, if you're kind of stuck in a boat where it's like, um, you know, you, you don't know which way to turn because you don't know what to ask if you don't know what you're asking <laughs> that makes sense you know and so asking about resources to find those things out um but uh, i know kelly he should be back tomorrow next week it'll is when you're gonna end up going full force i think <laughs> and, um it's a whirlwind it really is uh anybody on here i don't remember if we said this last week but now that lily's in here for a, a week now any words of wisdom that anybody has stacy do you have anything we always call him stacy <laughs> yeah um ask questions just ask yes anything yep. and i'm talking not just in your training but when you're in an appointment the more questions you ask, the more you learn about what they're really looking for and what you're, how you're going to fulfill their needs. Right. So ask there is a, questions. Yes, I totally agree. There is a book. Um, I'm not sure if Kelly has recommended it yet, or um, I like to listen to books through Audible, but um, there's a book called uh, the Secrets to Question-Based Selling and by Tom Freed. And um, I can text that over to you, Lily, if you'd like. But that's a really good book. And I always say, he who asks the most questions wins. Um, so that's excellent advice. Anybody Thank else? Thank you. All right. So um, I mentioned last week, and sorry to put you on the spot, Lily. I'm sorry. I no just worry. really popped okay. out. I'm like, I want to know how the first week went. And I'll probably call you a little bit later on. Um, but so last week, I went to um, mid-year. Um, it's uh, the mid-year leadership conference. And this was my first time going. So um, I had heard a lot about it. And it sounded very exciting. I've wanted to go for years. It just schedules didn't work out. And this was my first. And then last year, we were all set to go. And then, well, we all know what happened last year. Um, so this year was my first year. And um, so we have the the convention. And the convention is either Las Vegas, Orlando's. It's been in other cities in the past. Um, but now they're alternating Las Vegas and Orlando. And um, convention is huge. 
I mean, thousands. You know, you, you have so many people. You have your vendors. You have your um, – you have everybody there. Um, and it's just kind of a crazy week. Well, mid-year is a little bit more intimate. Mid-year, uh, this year we did have some education in there. This was, I think, the second time that they did some education. Um, I had the honor of talking or speaking with Mike McGowan, and we talked about five ways to scale your business, um, how to work on your business instead of in your business. And that was kind of geared towards uh, business owners and managers. Um, but they also, most of what it was is committee meetings. And I guess um, you don't realize the passion until you're at mid-year. There were probably, I think they said there was um, about 125 people that had attended. So taking that from 1,000 down to 125, that's really not a whole lot of people. Um, and it was just, it was nice. It was intimate, and all of those people really had passion. Um, while I was there, I learned about so many resources that I didn't know were available. And some of them were just um, just released. And so that's part of the reason why I didn't know about them. But um, I highly encourage anybody that's in the industry to get involved some way with the Water Quality Association. Or if, it's, if um, you have a regional, like Kelly's at the Eastern Water Quality Association right now, if there's a regional in your area, get involved in that because you learn so much. And some of these tools that you learn about, and I'm going to talk about one in particular, but some of these tools that you learn about, um, you can use when you're in sales. And actually, there's two that I'm going to talk about today um, in, in how you can use it when you're in the home or send links to your customers um, just to kind of help them out. So um, the first one that I thought was the absolute coolest, and I'm going to say it's my favorite part of it till the end, um, have any of you heard about Better Water Today? I, I think we, we mentioned it just kind of real quick at the end of the call last week. Okay. So um, it's called betterwatertoday.org. Okay, it's, it's when you log in on the website, betterwatertoday.org. And this is, there's the Water Quality Association, the wqa.org website. Me personally, I know I've stumbled through that website. So they made this website a little bit more geared towards the homeowner, the consumer, and I love it. So um, when you log on here, of course, everybody has the whole COVID, what you should know about coronavirus and your drinking water. Um, but it's a hot topic. So that's right there, right at the top. Um, and then they have something on here. There's a video, and then there's also an article, Things to Know About Water After a Flood. So... I don't know about you guys, I'm, I'm in Michigan, and right now we are getting dumped on. <laughs> I, I got a phone call for the first time from my rental home saying our basement's leaking, you know, and, uh, or it's, it's coming up from the, the drain. Um, and they're just, there's flooding everywhere here in Michigan. I know New York just had some major issues. 
Um, but there's flooding every place, pretty much, I think, east of Colorado, it seems like. And um, so this is a, definitely a resource that can be used when somebody has an issue. Um, on this, you know, as I was watching the video and, and reading the article, you know, flooding. So make sure you're using bottled water for, for drinking and cooking. Um, test your water. Uh, sometimes you can end up getting bacteria, sewage, anything else that's not supposed to be in your water. It can definitely get into your water. Um, and then be aware of the local boil water alert. Um, how many of you use Google Alerts? for boil water alert. I do. Yes. Excellent. Excellent place. Um, for those of you that don't, go into um, Google and Google Google Alerts. <laughs> and it'll show you, basically you put in keywords and you can say boil water alert and then name like your county or cities that you're, are in your territory. And um, then you can keep an eye, or the city that you, town that you live in, and you can keep an eye on the boil water alert. Because once you have a boil water alert, I promise you, you're, the telephone's going to start ringing. That's for sure. Um, so I'm going to have a little question here. Um, when you are boiling water, how long should you boil water for to take care of all the cooties? A test. Nobody knew there was going to be a test, did they? Okay. One minute. For those that, pardon me? One minute. Yes. Yes. Very good. Um, so, yeah, one minute. And that if you, you take the MEP, MEP, or I'm sorry, the uh, WQA certification test, um, that question's on there, but don't tell anybody I told you guys. Um, so, yes, one minute is all you have to boil it for. Now, bonus question. If you have arsenic or lead in the water, um, is that going to take care of the arsenic and lead when you boil it? No, no. it's going to concentrate it. Exactly. We had smart people on here. <laughs> Exactly. And that's always been a misconception. I couldn't tell you how many times I went into a home when arsenic was the hot topic um, and somebody said, oh, I'm not worried about the arsenic. I boil my water. And so then I have to explain and I also have to always refer them to a resource stating a, a third party that it doesn't have a vested interest in selling them anything and I have to explain to them, no, don't boil your water, you're only making it worse. Um, so the other tips that they have on here, inspect your equipment, have your water tested by a professional and um, that's, that's like so important. That's us. And, and again, we are the experts. We are the um, professionals. Um, going a little bit more in here just talks about how water quality is, is essential. Um, and it talks a little bit, it says, um, United States enjoys one of the best supplies of drinking water in the world. However, while tap water that meets federal and state standards is generally safe to drink, 
threats to drinking water are increasing. Um, so how many times have you talked to somebody and they have said, oh, I'm fine, I have city water. I, I hear it all the time, all the time. And, um, you know, you don't want to argue with that person, but at the same time, you want them to understand that, yeah, they, the, the municipalities do an excellent, excellent um, job of making your water safe when it's at the plant, but sometimes stuff can happen to it when it's going through, like Detroit City Water. Um, the, the town I used to live in, we used Detroit City Water, and it went through over 50 miles of, um, of infrastructure to get to the tap. Now, I, I lived on a well there, but everybody else that was on, on municipal water, they had Detroit City Water. And they're like, oh, I have Detroit City Water, it's fine. And I'm thinking, oh my heaven, if you took a noodle and dropped it in at the plant and had it go through 50 miles of all of the plumbing and then you get it and it comes through your, your kitchen tap, I don't know that I'd want to eat that noodle. <laughs> So, um, but of course you can't put it that way. That would be known as a scare tactic. Um, so we're being able to refer them to this site and where they talk about, we want to take good water, we want to turn it into great water. So again, this is a, another resource for them. Um, and we have, there's three simple steps to making sure the water in your home is safe and healthy to drink. Get a consultation from a water professional, have it tested, and have it treated. Um, solutions at the tap and the whole house uh, talks about the benefits of water filtration. And um, one of my favorite things that they talk about is um, they have common contaminants. So who can tell me what an emerging contaminant is? More trust. PFAS, PFAS. Yes, yep. That that is an example. Um, do you? How about the definition of an emerging contaminant? So the the definition. Well, kind of the definition, I guess. Um, it's either emerging contaminants or contaminants of emerging concern is kind of where I see it in a lot of um, articles also. But basically what it is, is it's a contaminant that either there wasn't a whole lot of, um, you know, it wasn't being tested for or it wasn't real, um, real strong, strongly or, um, you know, prevalently detected. But all of a sudden it is. Now, Stacey, you mentioned PFAS. And, mm -hmm. you know, yes, this is emerging. The thing is, we don't know because it's so new. We don't know um, the health risks they, because we're still looking into it. Now, PFAS, we are running into where we're learning more and more, and unfortunately, it's not for the good. Um, but still, what are the overalls and how do we stop it? They call that one the forever chemical. But what I like about this website and betterwatertoday.org is they have PFAS, lead, and manganese. And these are common contaminants. You click on those, and it takes you to a page that talks about PFAS. 
again, this is an awesome, awesome um, how to treat PFAS and drinking water. It's just, it's a great resource. And um, it's not you telling them. It's a third party telling them. So the other thing that um, I really like on here is there is uh, the Water Quality Research Foundation has a contamination occurrence map, and you can click on there. So at WQA, the conference, the convention, I was able to, um, I had the honor of speaking with Kim Redden and Kelly Reynolds, and um, both very intelligent women in the industry, and um, they spoke about this map, and then I, was, I talked about how you can use it in the home. So when you click on this, um, this map, it comes up. And it has um, basically contaminants. You can click on different contaminants, and it'll tell you where they've been indicated or where they've been um, um, found in the area. So you'll scroll into, like, if I scroll into Michigan, then it, um, and it's 57 different contaminants. So it's not just a, a couple of them. Um, but if you scroll into Michigan, and I click on um, arsenic, it'll show the different levels of arsenic that have been um, detected and reported. Um, that's probably the most important part is that it's been reported. There are a couple of states in here that don't have anything, and um, that's because they did not report for one reason or another. Um, but that is, that's huge to be able to take it into the home. Again, do not use it as a scare tactic. Um, if you're using these things as scare tactics, find a different industry because we don't want you here. Um, I know that was kind of jerkish, but uh, we don't use scare tactics. However, but if you take this into the home, again, this is third party telling them, okay, this is something that we're going to look for. And if you have it, understand the good thing is we can fix it. So that's just, we always want to give them peace of mind. If it's not there, then awesome, you know, a little bit less money you have to spend. So um, also talks about when is it time to seek professional help for your water, um, when your tap water doesn't taste good, when it doesn't smell good, when it doesn't lather properly. What would that mean if your, your water doesn't lather properly when mixed with soap? Pardon yeah, me. I think it might. Pardon Sorry. Me? <laughs> Go ahead, Stace. I said, gee, I think it might be hard. It might be hard. <laughs> right, right. I'm still dealing with this. You guys, I can't stand it. I, I have not had time to get a new water softener, and I can't stand it. I, I'm like, we have 22 grains of hardness, and it's just the time and, and other things going on right now, and I'll be darned. I can't wait until the beginning of next month that I'm able to finally get my water softener because I'm going crazy. <laughs> um, I would have so. Yes, yes. My shampoos. Oh, my gosh. I I use a special shampoo, and before it's like, oh, I can use it. I would brag. I can use just a chickpea size. Now I'm just like, I'm not even using it because it's too expensive to waste when I have to have a great big handful of shampoo to lather my hair up. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Enough about Jen's little problems here. Jen? <laughs> yes. Jen? 
So a yeah. little bit before you were talking about emerging contaminants. So yeah. basically every five years the EPA will put out a list of emerging contaminants. And what they do oh. is they have all the municipalities, and it can be up to 30 different ones if you go look. Um, but it's every five years, and they put out these emerging contaminants that basically everybody is supposed to track. Um, and then they review it. Um, and again, like PFOS has been on there for years, one for dioxin. You know, it's just they're consistently just tracking this. We're not doing anything about it. We're just going to watch it. So basically yeah. they have um, – so it's it's interesting because they're not really treating it, but they're just sort of keep an eye. And there's there could be up to thirty on this list. Wow. Um, it depends on I guess the locations. Like for us, one four dioxin is is a concern. Um, right. But it, it's just interesting that they they have you know every five years they review it and it, things will just in theory just stay on it, um, and they'll add more. Wow. Um, but it's just just a note, just a little interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that is very interesting. And, you know, I I think part of the reason why those things stay on there is because we just, it seems like, okay, I'm going to talk about PFAS. You know, yeah, it's, it's been on the radar for a few years now, but it seems like every day we're finding something else new about it. It's like, oh, great, now it, it's caused by this. And, oh, my gosh, we didn't realize it's caused by that, you know, and the Teflon on your pans, I mean, you know, that was the greatest thing since sliced bread in, you know, when I was a teenager. And it was like, now we're realizing that that greatest thing, it could possibly be what has been causing a lot of health issues, you know. So I think that's the biggest reason why, you know. Um, so uh, there's something else in here that talks about, uh, like, final barrier, benefits of water filtration, um, which I, I love the final barrier part, but um, we just have a couple minutes left. One of, so there's there's two favorites. I guess I have a lot of favorites on here, but two favorites I have. <clears throat> if you scroll down to the very bottom, um, there's something called water treatment for dummies, and you can download it. It says it's under 50 pages in length, written in simple, jargon-free style. Um, this is something they have little they had little copies of it that you could um, leave with your your homeowners so that they understood water treatment but I highly recommend not only those that are new in the industry but those who have been in the industry for a while look at this um, it has a lot of really good information in it so like I had said towards the um, bottom water treatment for dummies um, you can also order copies from WQA that you can leave with your homeowners. Um, usually, I think the ones that they have for the homeowners are a little bit smaller. Um, but to my very, very favorite part of this, up at the top, there's there are two buttons. It says find certified products and find treatment providers. If you click on find treatment providers, and um, Let's see. Uh, Stacy, what is your zip code? 46140. Okay. I'm putting in 461 Greenfield, Indiana. So yeah. um, I clicked on there, and it gives me a list of all of the um, WQA members. Okay. 
WQA membership, while some people don't understand, and I want to have somebody come on and talk about WQA membership at some point in the next few weeks, um, WQA does so much for us. The Water Quality Association, they go to bat for a lot of things that do directly influence our sales. And one of the biggest things, um, for example, at one point, um, you know, they were trying to ban water softener somewhere. And WQA went in and said, whoa, wait a minute. You can't ban water softeners because it directly, um, you know, works with the environment when you're using less soap, blah, 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 you know, and, and less plastic. So they go to bat for us for so much stuff to make sure that we're able to do final barrier, which is we take care of the water when it gets to the house. So yes, they do what they can at the at the municipalities. We take care of the water when it gets to the home so that we know it's safe going through our home. The other part that I love about this is that it lists all of the um, certified uh, water specialists, certified installers, anybody that has certification through the WQA, it lists those. Now, what's really nice about that is if somebody's going through and they're trying to find a, a, a company that is, um, you know, Water Quality Association, they're, they're WQA members, but they're going through here and there's just a lot of them. I mean, when I looked in my area, there were like four companies I had never heard of. And I, I love that they support WQA, but then I started digging through and I saw, hey, this company here, they have like six people that are certified, whether it's certified installer, master water specialist, certified water specialist, they have six, six different um, people that are certified. I think they know what they're doing. So that leads to the importance of certification. And um, we're running out of time, but um, I do want to at some point also talk about, and we've talked about it in the past, I can't stress it enough, the importance of getting certified. Um, it gives you the, the confidence um, and the credibility when you're talking to homeowners. Um, those three letters or two letters behind your name mean so much. And um, not only that, but you get your name on this list and people see that you are certified, you must know what you're talking about. So um, for those that are not WQA members, uh, they can contact me. Um, they can contact WQA directly. For those that want to get certification, um, we are starting up a new course. I believe that it's on October 7th, and we can help guide you into getting certified. So if there's anybody interested in that, please reach out to Moda Vitality. Um, Kelly is the, uh, the chairperson of the certification board, so he definitely knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so, um, does anybody have any questions about this? Uh, any comments? Anything? Not that I know of. Okay, awesome. I know, Stacey, you said you had already looked into this, um, you know, went through it a little bit. So, oh, yeah. Um, um, awesome. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do is put a link to it on, like, the bottom of my email signature. So awesome. it's kind of pervasive. 
Yeah. Because it's part of my thought was, you know, when people are doing internet leads, you know, I can click that, put that link in there. But if I put it kind of nonchalantly as a signature, they might click on it and get some more information. And it's not me being so abrasive, basically. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense, definitely. Awesome. So, All right. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, if we don't talk to you before next Thursday, we will talk to you on Thursday. So everybody take care. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Bye.